Hey guys, welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I'm your host, Emma Capotis. Welcome back to another episode, you guys. Today, we have an incredible artist from Orlando, Florida that a lot of you might recognize, Lucy. Uh, Lucy exploded onto the bass music scene in 2019 with tracks like Neptune, Me and You, and I Need Your High. Now she is making the transition from dubstep DJ to pop act and vocalist with a new album on the horizon this year. Today, Lucy and I chat about her evolution as an artist and the trials and triumphs that come along with switching genres and rebuilding a brand. So we've got a lot in store for you guys. But first, a quick message from one of our partners, So some of you guys might know that Rave Culture Cast is a partner with our first cruise ship festival, Groove Cruise. Uh, I am going to be going on my first Groove Cruise, and this is the January 2024 sailing from Miami. Uh, I'm super excited to partner up with this team. We had an incredible episode together this past fall that you guys can check out. But if you guys want to join me uh, next January 2024 for four days of incredible nonstop music, partying, and memorable experiences. I'm inviting you guys to join along with us. Um, Room packages are now on sale from interior rooms to suites to balcony rooms. There's tons of options depending on your price point. Uh, And we've got a discount code for you. So if you use code RAVECULTUREcast, all one word, you will get $50 off per person per room. So if you are in a quad room, that will be $200 off of your room. So again, use code RAVECULTUREcast, all one word, at checkout on your bookings. Um, My crew is camping out on the 11th floor. So if you guys want to be on the same floor as me, feel free to book that floor. Um, But as long as you book now through February 3rd, you can take advantage of their $99 down deposit if that's something you guys are interested in. So Just wanted to shout out Groove Cruise. Hope to see you guys there. With all that being said, let's dive into our interview with Lucy. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I am good. I've been looking forward to this all day. I'm so excited. (laughs) Can you hear everything sounds good? Yeah, everything sounds great. Awesome. Cool. Okay, well, I'm going to hop like right into things. I like to keep things super casual. So whatever you want to do to make yourself comfortable, grab a drink, whatever feels good. Yeah, (laughs) perfect. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited you could do this. Um, Just to give you a little bit of background on Rave Culture Cast. We've been around for going on four years now. And this is like a podcast for hardcore music fans dance music, music festivals, all that good stuff. Um, and I like to have some really badass artists and industry <laughs> professionals on the podcast. So I'm stoked to have you. Thank you. I'm stoked too. How's uh, how was your day? Oh, it was really long. I didn't wake up to like three. I've been like, um, <laughs> I watch too much crime talk. Like I think like what <laughs> six, I don't know why I said three fucking whatever, but yeah. <laughs> I'm talk and then I'm like nothing bad happens after 6 a.m so that's when I feel the safest to sleep okay fair fair so <laughs> are you usually a night owl yeah I'm usually like I feel the best around like 10 to 3 and then I start getting tired from like 3 to 6 okay have you always been that way or is like the industry you chose turned you into this <laughs> 
boys honestly been that way because I remember like high school was like horrible waking up at like five six yeah. crazy to start school I mean yeah it's it's punishment <laughs> it's definitely not good yeah, at all <laughs> yeah I feel that and you you where are you now actually I know you're originally from Orlando correct I'm in Orlando again oh nice okay awesome cool well I figured um so today I know you have a lot of like really exciting things that you've been working on. And this is like such a cool time for us to chat with you in your career and what you've got going on. So I want to have all of the questions. I'm going to keep us moving along. Um, but I wanted to just start out with kind of like going through your origin story a little bit and kind of like how we got here over time. But what was it like growing up in Orlando? What were you like as a kid? Oh my God. I went through, I was like a new person, like every week, I feel like I went through- <laughs> The scene phase, the the preppy Hollister phase. Like I think yeah. I just, you, I didn't know who the fuck I was, and then like I I figured out I was gay at like in sixth grade. So that was like I don't know. I was just yeah. like that's all I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, it was really fun. Um, it was a good time. I mean, I got bullied a lot, but then after after yeah. middle school, the bullying stopped. I mean, there was some there was some in high school, but I just like didn't. Mm-hmm. Get like my yeah. care, like I was out, I was like a cheerleader. Um, like I played Pop Warner and stuff, which is so weird to say, but yeah, I was a cheerleader with a girlfriend and I was like smoking weed and shit. I was just like, so <laughs> funny. I was, I felt like I was a Skins episode, like all the yeah. time. Oh, I fucking love Skins. That's so funny. <laughs> so you were, yeah, you were like diving right into life, just doing yeah, everything. I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I started partying and stuff very young, which I don't know if I'd recommend. I think I would say <laughs> I got it out of my system. Like when I was yeah. 20, I didn't feel like I wasn't mm-hmm. like time to fucking party. Like I was like, yeah, I start doing shit. <laughs> yeah, I feel it is crazy to me. I, I met people in college who were like that, who like literally didn't drink until college. And I grew up in New Jersey and our town was like, a lot of kids like young. I mean, I had a first drink probably in like eighth grade, but high school was like a big drinking thing in our town. So I feel like by the time same thing I got to college, I was like, yeah, we've been doing this for a minute. <laughs> I even as fun, but like the only thing that's like great about I like my I did have a fake ID. I feel like I think everyone did, yeah. but <laughs> the fear in my eyes was I yeah. got one time and after that I was like so unconfident. But yeah. That's like the only thing about being older. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I don't have to worry. But other than that, yeah, not, not a lot of change. <laughs> That's so funny. And when did you like, so you said you were kind of like trying out different like phases of yourself. When did you feel like you started to actually like feel like yourself and you were kind of like feeling confident in, in who you are and a little bit more figuring out who your identity is? Yeah, I feel like probably not until because I was in like a lot of toxic relationships. I was like with this one person for like four years and it mm. was like so toxic. So mm-hmm. uh, they like didn't want me to be a DJ. So when we finally broke up, I put all my shit into mm-hmm. that. So probably like 21 when I started like doing the project, I started feeling more myself. But I've mm-hmm. had lots of identity crises from 21 to yeah. 25. Oh, <laughs> as, as we all do. Yeah. That's like a, the twenties are an interesting phase of life. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> oh, it's like the person I was, well, 2020 was just fucking terrible, but mm-hmm. the 
kind of to who I am now is like such a difference and yeah God for therapy but <laughs> yes yeah hell yeah oh no we're, we're gonna talk about 20 2020 in a second but um okay so when so for you when did music come into the picture was DJing something you knew you wanted to do right off the bat or when did that kind of all come about I would say like I already I knew I could sing from like an early age but I just never thought I was like good enough like I mm-hmm. you know, it really didn't. And um, yeah, that like kind of shaped it. I was just like, oh, I'm not going to be a singer. Like there's so many better other ones. Yeah. And songs and like played guitar and stuff. And I really liked it. But when I went to, um, I went to EDC when I was like 17 and mm-hmm. I saw people perform there and I just like was like, fuck, like I want to do that. Like that would be sick. And then I just talked about it. I remember like on my Instagram, it said like upcoming DJ. Like, yeah. <laughs> manifesting it yeah (laughs) yeah people would like make fun of me I remember there was this one girl DJ and she would make fun of me all the time for it she'd be like you're never day yeah Uh, that's so it's just so funny and then yeah it took me like two years to actually start fucking doing something because I was just Mm -hmm. drinking and like partying and I just yeah it takes a lot more effort than people would think like oh my god yeah. I can't even, I just got my first controller for Christmas and I started last night and it was humbling <laughs> to say the <laughs> least. I was like, oh wow. I thought I'd be a lot better at this than I was. And yeah, we got a lot of work to do. I'll say that. Oh my God. Yeah. You're going to suck. I remember when I got, <laughs> I got my, my ex, my, she's my ex-girlfriend now, but yeah. my girlfriend was DJing better than me and it pissed me off. I was like, no, like I'm <laughs> Um, so yeah, but DJing, I feel like you can get in probably like three weeks to a month. Like if you're consistent, mm-hmm. using music is constantly learning. So right. it's just, yeah, you just, it's a lot. Like I hated producing music for like the first two and a half years, honestly, wow. like, like homework. It was, yeah. because I was like, you don't know anything like DJing mm-hmm. and I got and then you feel confident but when it's something uncomfortable you're like right fucking sucks I just want you know oh that's what it was I it it took me what is it like been like three weeks since I got it and I had people DMing me like did you start did you start and I was like honestly it's just the intimidation factor of me not knowing what I'm doing that's keeping me from even beginning but you just got to get over that hurdle and like start yeah I didn't touch my deck for probably like eight months like I like just would look at it and and be pissed like yeah <laughs> Toronto mixer which like this guy at guitar center like conned me into buying oh, geez. Um, I would if you want to be a DJ I'd recommend getting something that's record box because everything mm-hmm. was like CDJs right. um, but I hated it and then everywhere I went no one had a Serato mixer so I was like I have this fucking Shit. thing <laughs> and it was yeah it's hard to just start like you have mm-hmm. to get like almost like embarrassing humbling like feeling of like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing honestly and we're when you started did you envision like were you somebody who was like I want to do this because I'm really excited about performing live or were you thinking to yourself like I do want to get to the point where I'm like producing music like or was it both that you were interested in at first I would definitely say it was more like performing live like I've always Mm -hmm. just had that like wanting to like I don't know, like touch people's hearts. That sounds mm-hmm. so lame, but I just want to make, make people feel good. And mm-hmm. at the 
I really didn't like producing was so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to become a really good fucking DJ. Um, yeah. and then, you know, um, yeah, that's gonna happen. But now yeah. or I prefer producing over touring, but I do think it's because I haven't toured with an album that's out yet. Like mm, singing. Okay nose is really fucked me up last year like right. I, was, I was having so many so much trouble releasing them because um of like this deal that I was in for a whole year in 2021 they uh it like fell mm-hmm. apart 2021 so then we spent all 2022 trying to find a label home we went back and forth with so many labels and just like couldn't come to like an agreement mm-hmm. so then at the end I was like fuck it I'm releasing this shit myself I'm gonna yeah. put all uh, I don't care if I'm dirt fucking for yeah. this <laughs> as I'm going crazy. I'm already on album yeah. number two and the songs aren't out. So mm-hmm. I just like rambled. I have ADHD. No, so no, ramble. With, I'm following you. You're good. Keep it going. <laughs> so yeah, basically that. <laughs> well, and cause I was going to say, so when, when you were first like putting out music, it was obviously more in the bass music scene. Like I know you had releases on Wakan. So did you envision that when you were starting? Like, was bass music something you were like, this is what I want to go for initially? And then it eventually transformed from there? Yeah, I loved bass music. I would, I was like such, like, I was like a very frequent, like regular at bass mm-hmm. shows. That's how I started opening because like, I knew all okay. the, like, and that's a huge thing. Like people mm-hmm. don't the network. You can have the best music in the world, but like you fucking need a network. And like, right. it, because a lot of us like I have social anxiety I used to not though when I was 21 (laughs) I was like I was like what's up like now I'm like (laughs) oh like yeah getting older kind of sucks oh shit my phone um but uh yeah so question what was the question I fucking so you were playing bass music shows opening in Orlando yes yeah um yeah and I just fucking loved it and I loved going um to bass shows I was gonna say like I went to this one show he's canceled now so yeah (laughs) he who shall not be named it's just like fucking the way you feel free in those moments that's why Mm -hmm. I fucking love headbanging and just like being there in the moment and like it's almost like a therapy so I think it's fucking cool and I loved it when I was here I still fuck I still love it I yeah. just my music more than headbanging now yeah I feel I feel that when, when you were kind of doing your thing in like 2018 2020 were there any um do you remember any moments like being in the crowd at any bass shows that like were really fire or like any any good like festival moments for you just as a fan like in the crowd Oh my god, yeah. Um, Liquid Stranger, he played at this show, uh, this venue called the Abbey here. And I remember I was like talking to Lucid and I was like, this is like Wakan was like <laughs> everyone ever wanted. Um yeah. like I that was like my holy grail. And um I just talked to them. They're so sweet. Liquid, of course, fucking killed it. Lucid killed it. And mm-hmm. then um Okeechobee, I saw Flume, and I was just like, I was also on drugs, but I was right. also <laughs> just a beautiful like it's so it's so mm-hmm. different a little bit more heavy and then like flume is obviously you know more melodic yeah. beautiful and I was just like fuck I love both of them but I yeah. also 
went in the Wakan route because I was just surrounded by weird bass music. Like it was mm-hmm. bass artists coming in Orlando like every week. I loved the music and right. um, you know, it's just like kind of where my home was. And then I uh, met Liquid Strangers managers and then they signed me and then that's how that happened. And it was Damn. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a journey. Wait, I'm so glad you mentioned Okeechobee because I'm going for the first time this oh, year. I'm so fucking excited. It is because I'm typically like, I'm a big house head and I love a lot of techno, but I'm excited. I love it all. Anything live is amazing to me, but I'm excited because it is pretty like bass heavy. So I'm going to get to see like a lot of stuff I wouldn't normally experiment with. So I'm, I'm down for it all. Some drum and bass, throw it in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Okeechobee is like, if anyone's watching this and they're like, fuck, I don't know if I like should go to this mm-hmm. festival. Favorite artist on it. First year Okeechobee ever happened, Mac Miller was on it. And wow. I I had all the plans to go. And then I got this new job at like this fucking bar that I didn't give a fuck about. Yeah. Well, I, <laughs> oh my God, it's funny. And I regret that to this day. Cause I literally left that job like a week after. So oh, no. Go to the festival, go and live your fucking life. Yes, exactly. Exactly. It's not, it's not worth the job. Quit the job, go to the festival, guys. You will never regret it. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but even just be like, yo, like, chill out. Like, I'm going. Yeah, um, I feel that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. And so then obviously 2020 enters the chat. Oh, during, dur- yeah, <laughs> let's go there. <laughs> during that year, because you were putting out a lot of music at the time, like, how did you, how did that change things for you? How were you approaching your music that year? And like, what did that then lead to for you? 2020 was like emotional roller coaster Cause like I was for everyone, everyone in my family, my team were like, this is your year. This is the biggest year of your career. Yeah. And, all that. and then obviously like, I'm not going to be like, wham me. Like so many people had it so much harder and like, right. COVID right. Absolutely terrible in every way, but mm-hmm. it, showed me like I don't like making bass music as much as I thought I did and mm-hmm. it, it, I always would say yeah I fuck I love touring I love touring making music's mm-hmm. like touring and then touring was gone and I had mm-hmm. no to perform to and I just fucking became really codependent in a relationship and then I also um just didn't make music like at all yeah. how like the end of 2020 I was like I'm gonna just make whatever and see what happens and that's when I started like um mm-hmm. wow yeah let's chat the new era because I'm very <laughs> excited about what's what's going on now so can you kind of like walk us through behind the scenes of what happens when like an artist decides to make this decision and go in a new a new direction because obviously like you mentioned there was a lot of you had to go around to different labels and things like that, but you're also making a personal decision to switch the kind of music you're making. So what, what has kind of like led to this decision and what has been going on behind the scenes so far? So much stress Yeah, (laughs) because you're like everything I built for like the past four years is Mm -hmm. kind of not gone. Obviously I have an amazing thing, but like I was working towards becoming, you know, like a liquid stranger and now I'm mm-hmm. working I mean like a Fletcher. So it's just completely different realms. And right. it a lot of people are like, and it's less money. Like you stop mm-hmm. you're because if you have a band that's like so much more people right. 
Sure, sure. It's just like, I'm not making, people will say I sold out, but I did not sell out. If I Yeah, I don't think that at all. Be like, blaring dubstep, like get Mm -hmm. like a someone and fucking write a, I don't know, just like ride that wave. But instead I'm like, no, like this music speaks to me. I actually feel something when I write it. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just want to like sing, honestly, mm-hmm. like I want to sing and perform and I'm, I'm like, I like being behind decks, mm-hmm. like I do it, like coming up, we're going to do a live band, but I'm still going to do what I did for like the past two years is sing and do like heavy edits. Mm-hmm. Do my, I'll probably do a whole like remix album of my album when it comes out to play in types of shows like that right but ultimately I want to get to a point where I'm like just in a band and then I'll do some one-offs of DJing but Mm -hmm. now I'm gonna go back and forth and because I love both but I don't know just like performing up close and like it's just like my dream at the Mm -hmm. moment um I well one I think it takes a lot of guts to do that and two (laughs) I'm a firm believer in like you have, it's not necessarily like the easier road. It never is. But like, once you know what comes easier to you and feels better, like, I feel like you just have to follow through on that because it's going to feel more authentic to you. And I, I think everything kind of just falls into place from there when you make those decisions for yourself. So there, there's going to be challenges up front, but I feel like in the end, you're going to find your people when you, you start putting out this new music. So it's going to, it's going to pay off. Yes, yeah. I yeah. mean, I've been all road doing this because, like, I had right. a whole deal, and then it was gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then just waiting a whole year to release an album, basically two years. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was a and lot. the whole is the whole thing done. Everything's done on the album. Fuck yeah! Like yeah. it's done. <laughs> and in, she's good to go. She's yeah. really <laughs> real cute. She's literally a breakup album in the best way and when you guys hear the album name like it's gonna really make it's sense just, yeah. yeah it's That's really so cool so I'm excited hell yeah what was the because I, I was looking back on your page and I know I saw like you kind of posted about it um back in November but what was your fan response like when you were kind of openly talking about it um it was really good honestly I feel like I like I have definitely lost fans I definitely get messages like you sold out like you're not like fuck you I don't know all this don't let that get in your head that is like such negative energy you do not need (laughs) to be negative though especially like you're like you're now an industry plant I'm like bro I kind of wish I was (laughs) Jesus I I literally spent like my whole life on this um like marketing this album independent and people just think like the, oh she's going pop like she's gonna like mm-hmm. up, that's selling out but I'm like no bro it's like way worse at the beginning yeah right like so and yeah but my fans like I don't know I feel like they really like it and then I get mm-hmm. some people being like I didn't like your music before but I really like your new previews I'm like yeah <laughs> It's like such a backhand comment. You're like, thanks, but okay. It is. I was just jamming to sleeping pills right before this. It's, it sounds fucking sick. And I love like, well, how does it feel to, I don't know if you've like 
prepared anything yet for your live performances? Like, have you had rehearsals or done anything like that yet? Um, we're starting rehearsals in the end of February, early March. Okay. Um, so no, but I, well, I've done movement classes. So I have this like amazing coach named Montana. Um, and she's teaching me like how to do movement with a band. Cause it's so nice. like, it's just like to help your stage presence. But I think I already have a great stage presence, but I would love to like elevate it. Learn you know? it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. I would never even thought that was a thing. What, like yeah. what else, what else has, what have you had to learn in this process? <laughs> like so much I had to learn how yeah. to like whole different genre but for some reason it didn't feel like starting over it felt like mm -hmm. oh my god this is right and I learned all my tools like that I learned from EDM played into it like you make a melody mm -hmm. and EDM and pop you just don't fucking build it up and like, right right it felt natural and honestly like songwriting and top lining which is like the melody of vocals has always mm -hmm. been favorite. like me right. and you when Sam sent me that beat, I literally um, wrote those lyrics. I mean, it's the lyrics are so fun. But it was just easy for me. And I just always loved doing that way more than anything else. But now mm -hmm. I love everything. It's just all fucking yeah. candy, honestly. <laughs> Which is a good thing. So do you think, like, this would open you up to as well? Like, I'm sure maybe you have collaborations on your album, but also, like, would you ever just be a vocalist like as a guest or a collaboration on maybe like a melodic dubstep artist track or something? Is that something you'd ever want to do? Um, well, for the album, I have no collabs on it. It's all me. So, ah, okay, sick. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'll definitely would love to do that um, with people and definitely in the future or whenever. If anyone ever sent me something, I'm going to know in like 20 minutes if I can mm -hmm. write. Uh, and I'm pretty honest about that but yeah sure. I'm definitely I always want to keep my like I'm gonna still be DJing shit like throughout mm -hmm. this year no matter what like I always want to have my foot in the EDM world because like I love yeah. it at home right um, like evolving to more like I'm going in mm -hmm. you know, home even though you're evolving right yeah and you haven't even started yet so like you're gonna get to do this whole <laughs> new tour and then I feel yeah you'll I just think it will open you up to so many other opportunities because you can make that personal decision of like what shows yeah. what festivals you're going to play like is this going to be for the tour or can I like do a pop-up DJ set because I want to you'll have yeah. those options now which is awesome that'd be so fun honestly yeah <laughs> any are there any like festivals now that you'd want to perform at live um, definitely. I mean, with a band, I would love to do a, like Coachella, Lollapalooza. I would love to go back to Bonnaroo and hang out. Those were like mm -hmm. so fun. I definitely want to play Okeechobee. Like I, that has been a goal for me to play Okeechobee. Um, because, because it's like nostalgic, like playing something that you went to when you were a festival goer. Like when I, I when I played EDC Orlando, it just mm -hmm. felt that was my favorite festival last or 2021 because it just felt like right like you're just mm -hmm. like oh, I made a moment like almost right. like fuck, yeah like it's just a gorgeous feeling so I definitely want to go and do that with Okeechobee but it would be cool but also I would be down to do it in like in the EDM style mm -hmm. well so okay well, we're putting that out there in the world we're manifesting that for to happen for sure I wanted to ask you only a couple more questions, but what do you hope yeah. fans take away from your, your new music? 
I hope they just like see like this fucking vulnerable like I'm pointing everything like this breakup uh this album is about like mm-hmm. everything I've ever been through and not even like it could be friendship breakups or like a work breakup or like mm-hmm. any they're mostly about girls because yeah. you know but <laughs> I, like poured my heart and soul into this and I think like they're gonna see like a whole different vulnerable like mature side of it yeah and, yeah so I'm stoked I'm excited too well because the next single coming out right it actually came out by the time people hear this is Narcissist yeah. what can people expect with that track I feel like my my all my fans like the EDM side that won't doesn't love the pop side is gonna mm-hmm. like this. it does have that bassy feel like it's like you know mm-hmm. Billie Eilish like Phineas like you should see me in a crown okay. like Sick. that kind of vibe is in this song and I just so I'm like I still have my electronic elements in songs there are songs like mm-hmm. narcissist like a little bit more EDM influence and there's songs like girlfriend which is like extremely pop so yeah sleeping pills is like the crossover so cool. I just like like it's gonna be more received over wide but okay. I I think it's just an empowerment song like every song yeah. I've ever heard of this has been so sad and they're gorgeous I mean like so mm-hmm. pretty I love sad songs but yeah I, this narcissist really made me upset and I'm right. gonna song <laughs> that you yeah like you're a narcissist says my therapist right <laughs> <laughs> well and when it comes to like the vision because you have really sick like personal style like I your Instagram is fire but when it comes to your visuals and everything like how much does that play into everything? How much of a say do you have in that? Is that something you're super passionate about as well, as much as the music? Yeah, I actually have a creative director who does my visuals. Her name's Molly and she's fucking amazing. She has such an influence on the project. She makes all the visuals, but she also has like, she helps me with everything like to outfit. She like found my movement coach, you know, Mm -hmm. like huge part of the team. And I think she just like, me and her when we met we like understood the vision like almost mm-hmm. immediately and we just clicked we have like the same weight wavelength like twin flame vibes so mm-hmm. like I don't know I just feel she's just she always gets it like she did the narcissist visuals which I've been mm-hmm. like they're just sick and I I have like I can tell her like what I like and don't like but like mm-hmm. usually fucking nails it because I'm it. not I'm not artistic and visual. Like I've never been a drawer or a painter. So mm-hmm. hard for me to like envision things. Um, right. So she is like that. And then I'm like the music creator. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're like communicating your vision and she's just like nailing it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a, it sounds like you have a good team with you, like in place with you at this point in your career to kind of like come into this new era of yourself. And I was wondering if you could go back now and give yourself advice at the beginning of your career <laughs> what would you tell yourself <laughs> oh my god I have no idea I because <laughs> like my advice would be like fuck what anyone else thinks but I did mm-hmm. that so I just right. would say like be careful on like who you can trust like in the industry because like mm. and that's like no to anyone yeah. um like there's just some like sketchy people that can mm-hmm. make like or they'll just talk shit about you just like don't don't like mm-hmm. 
trusting I'm an oversharer like I yeah. overshare people because I've I have ADHD and I don't treat it anymore because my mm-hmm. thinking didn't make me feel good so yeah. I have untreated and I know that I'm like I'm an overshare it's a thing for the ADHD and I'm like I would just tell myself to just shut up yeah <laughs> so- no I'm it, it's a really good point though because if anybody wants to get into this industry like I feel you on that I would say like not necessarily naive but I'm also a very like trusting and empathetic person and like you can yeah. get walked all over and you know I just I always went with my intuition and when people didn't make me feel comfortable or I knew like maybe this isn't the best vibe I kind of just I hate to say that but like I just went off of how somebody made me feel or like the energy they were giving off of and tried to surround myself with people who were like really really supportive or yeah yeah like caring trust your intuition and like literally just have almost a tunnel vision to everybody except your fucking goals like Mm -hmm. Oh, don't get caught up in like the he said she said bullshit or like what people are saying about you or what you know or like if someone fucks you over like mm-hmm. don't like blast it online just yeah fuck, just fuck keep, I guess like, keep doing like, your thing yeah just don't let people get to you as much because like it's fucking hard out here <laughs> so mm-hmm. many it's no. so- I know it is. And I, I think that like, obviously the social media part plays like a huge role in it. Cause I, I mean, not that I, like I did dumb, dumb shit in my twenties, but like I'm 32 now. So you won't ever see me like writing things on social media. Cause I'm just not in that place in my life where I would like ever even feed into negativity. But when you're like 21 or 22, like sometimes you just fire back and you say things, you can't take them back anymore. So I feel like for new people coming in, like just, just stay clear of the drama, like you said, and focus on yourself and what you're here to do. And don't let anybody knock you off course of that. I'm kind of being a hypochondriac. Not hypochondriac. <laughs> I'm kind of being a hypocrite because sometimes people do comment things on my stuff. <laughs> and I will reply, but it's Fair like, enough. like someone was like, why do you only write songs about your exes? And I was like, how do you know these are about exes? Like, yeah. <laughs> Clap facts. Yeah. Like something to sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it's never like fuck you like right like just if you want to respond make it cute and witty and just Mm -hmm. like oh I don't know oh we all snap sometimes (laughs) it happens it fucking happens we all snap but no it when you get it all day long and and again like those types of the negative people are the loudest those are the people writing most of the comments because the happy people are at home minding their own fucking business (laughs) so it's like usually the negative people who have the most to say but you're winning at the end of the day because you're doing exactly what you want to do so yeah exactly but okay last couple questions here for you before I let you go um outside of music because we've talked a lot about music what is something you're obsessed with right now no yeah (laughs) um I would say like sounds like I guess fashion like I'm playing y2k style I've been getting more into like figuring out I don't know everyone knows I fucking like fashion I always wear crazy shit to like shows but I just really have been like mood boarding everything for tour and like nice Pinterest but I also am obsessed with my dogs oh what kind of dog do you have uh he's a pit slash lab oh that's so cute would he come on tour with you um (laughs) And that's hard. 
us, but that shit's very expensive. So I think we'll be in a van. Um, starting wow. off, he is ninety pounds, so he'll oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's not a small dog. Okay, never mind. <laughs> and my final question: This was a question I was starting to ask all of my guests last season because it's something that's important to me on the podcast. But how do you prioritize self care and your mental health? Oh my god, everyone knows I'm a depressed little bitch. Um, <laughs> It's fucking hard. Yeah. Um, especially I feel like for artists, because like I have this overwhelming guilt of anytime I'm not working on music that I'm not mm. doing too. And that's mm-hmm. like it's really hard, but I don't know. I I'm still trying to figure out too, you know. Yeah. I'm just talking about it and not not bottling it in is like already great because mm-hmm it just makes everything so much fucking worse you know yep yep and I would just say like try to get outside just like a little bit I hate the daylight I'm a vampire inside but (laughs) I I like stand there with my dog like like I hate this (laughs) apparently good too and I just I've been trying to like do things that make me happy throughout Mm -hmm. the day and just yeah, I I don't know. I'm still fucking learning. I say go to therapy yeah. and about it and just fucking live your life. Like have yes. fun. It's like short. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, therapy is definitely a good thing. One hundred percent. Could not agree with that more. Um, but it is. It is definitely all a work in progress. And last thing, plug where everybody can find you. I don't know what you can say about the album or if that's coming out. Narcissist is out now, guys. So go stream that. But where can everybody find you? Um, well, <laughs> kind of a thing right now. So I am in the process. An- another change, another sure. change. Numbers are five, five, five right now. It's very, it's a lot of change going on in my life. But um, process of changing all my socials to LUCI, we're actually chopping off an eye. Um, Got it. I have been in a legal battle with this person for two years. And <laughs> He will not coexist with me. He has the trademark before me. Um, it uh, the ultimate decision was either fight to the death, on right? This, <laughs> uh, which I don't even love anymore because everyone calls me Lucci. <laughs> <laughs> or okay, eyes gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> and then you get that trademark. So we just finally got the trademark for LUCI. So across all platforms, it'll be changing. Awesome. Um, so- but right now it's uh lucy with two eyes the alien um but the only platform that has changed right now is spotify it's like they're all different platforms Mm -hmm. you're just you're just waiting on we'll link it all yeah (laughs) yeah i mean for now by the time this comes out it's l-u-c-i-i the alien and the alien's gonna be gone soon and i know everyone's (laughs) gonna be about that but it's It's the new era yeah it's the new era time I gotta like yeah the new era is just like so not that I mm-hmm. love I love the alien yeah um, <laughs> just like leave her in the, that last chapter and then sure. continue. but I always love her and I like love everything about that but also yeah. people call the alien too and I'm like it's just losing right <laughs> well I was gonna say this to you before too but again like people will come and go but I think the pe- people who get you are going to come along on this journey like you'd be surprised how many people want to grow with you like your fans are going to grow and mature as well and like I, that's something I worry about even with 
my content because I'm not the same as I was when I was 26 making festival content as I am when I'm 32. Like, you know what I mean? And I always worried if I'd lose like the younger raver kind of scene. And I was like, maybe I don't even want to go after that anymore. Maybe I want to go out after the parent ravers now because maybe that's what I'm fucking closer to. (laughs) Don't even, but... (laughs) Yeah, no, I feel you. It's scary, like so much change, but I do know like my, my gut, like I'm doing this because this is what makes me happy. So like the fans that follow will follow. And I'm just really excited to be like a new, like gay little, like pop star starting out. Like it sounds so weird to be like pop star. I don't even like really love that term, but it's like just to, just being someone to like, just sing and write music will be really I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you. Anything we can do to support you. Like I said, like every, all the links will be down below. We're going to be sharing the album when it comes out, go stream the new track. You guys, Lucy with one eye, you are fantastic. (laughs) Thank you for spending the time with me today. I got to thank you, babe. Okay. I will see you soon. You guys go follow her on all the platforms and we will chat soon. Bye. Bye. Nice meeting you. Bye. Bye.